Father, we thank you for this Friday. Thank you, Father, for the month of January. Thank you for the year 2024. You have been faithful. You have been good. You have been kind. You have been gracious to us, Lord. We want to say thank you. Please accept our thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We've been joining over the past few weeks since the beginning of the year 2024 and our journey has been on three keywords faith hope and love faith hope and love three very powerful systems that i am conscious of that i strongly believe can determine the trajectory of our 2024 feet the evidence the substance today we'll be talking about hope why is faith different from hope what exactly is the difference between faith and hope let's dive in just while i was thinking about this topic while i was praying i remember that a few years ago sometime maybe 20 2015 2016 or about i had a blog and in that blog i used to write articles and just publish it on the blog because at the time i was trying to exercise this thing that i thought i had this gift of writing i don't know if i still have it anymore and there's one article I wrote, the title is The Hope Factor. I'll just read the very first few words that I capture. It says, what is life? What is hope? What is risk? What is life without hope? What is hope without risk? Four letter words. Life is four letter words. Hope is four letter words. Risk is a four letter word. And these four words, they define our thoughts, they influence our choices. These are the words that help build our world. Life, hope, risk. Is it possible to live life without hope? Is it possible to be hopeful and not be able to take risk? Think about it for a second. Can I truly live life without hope? Can I truly be hopeful and not take risk? In this article, I summarized and I said that every time somebody commits suicide, it is primarily because there is loss of hope. The point you get to where you feel hopeless and nothing good can come out of anything around you, where your mind has been centered on feeling things in your life and then you come to the point and say, now at this point, nothing can ever work. And then you reach for a pole, get a rope, and then the rope to your neck and straight to the pole and then suicide is next. I ask you again, do you think life can be lived without hope? And do you think that if I take a risk, I am taking this because I have a hope that it will come out in my favor? 
these were the questions I asked myself many years ago when I wrote this article. And I want to ask you, my dear friends, my listeners. This is just a side note. Let's go to the real discussion. The real discussion is founded in scriptures. We started to see Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Please join me as we read Romans chapter 5 from verse 1. Romans chapter 5 from verse 1. It says, Therefore, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Through whom also we have access, take note, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So there is the glory of God that we hope in. The first thing I want to establish here is when we interact with God, God is a king spirit. God is a king spirit. So nobody can cajole God or force the hand of God to do a particular thing. God is a king spirit. And so at first, when we pray, our sole purpose is so that we can touch down with God and then He can communicate His will to us. Prayer is supposed to be a two-way communication. And the reason why many times when we pray, we don't get results is because we pray with our own intentions alone. Remember we discussed previously that faith is when the Word of God comes to us. But you see, when you are in the process of getting to the point of faith, you survive on the strength of hope. God is a king spirit. When you pray for something, you can only hope that that is the will of God. But when God speaks to you and says, this is not my direction, you already know that then that is not the pathway to go. But it's good to understand that we live on the hope of his glory but when his word comes to us, we then abide in the level of faith. Verse 3 says, And only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. Now verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The point here is, hope does not disappoint because of the consciousness and the character of love. Because God is love, the hope we have in Him will not be cut short. But we need to understand that God is the King Spirit. Scripture says when we pray according to his will, then he will do it because there is the will of God and there is the will of man. And so when we come to God, you want something. For example, you see something that you like and then you want something. You hope in your heart that when you come to God, you will get that thing. 
But when you pray, you are conscious of the fact that the thought that the Lord thinks towards you is good and not evil to give you an end that is your expectation. Now, the end that is your expectation is not necessarily the fact that what you want, everything you will get per se. It only means that God's purpose for you is good. And because your intention and your hope for yourself is that you end up in a good place. And so God is saying, the thought you have for yourself that is good is what I also have for you. And so the same way you can hope on our earthly parent, if your parent gives you their word, you can hope on their words. The same way we hope that the glory of God saturates our lives. We hope that every time we come into his presence, our thanksgiving is accepted. We hope. Hope is different from faith in the context of the fact that what God says is his word. When God has said it to you as a person, remember that the Bible itself was not written about you. I repeat that. The Bible was not written about you. The Bible is a compendium that collects the story and then brings to us the consciousness of Jesus and the Godhead, which means God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is the true essence of scriptures. But the beauty in what I just said is the fact that even we ourselves are also found in Jesus. God, Christ in God, we in Christ. So we understand that there is this relationship, despite the fact that the Bible was not written about you, but it was about Jesus, but you are also found in Jesus. And so there is a possibility that when you read the Bible, it comes alive to you and then you see yourself in that context. But the Bible itself was not written about you. And so you understand that because it's written in the Bible, it does not mean to apply to your life. There is a consciousness where you have to seek the face of God and bring to pass that reality over your life. Remember, there's a very interesting scripture I would like to add. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 where the scripture says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Well, Jeremiah as a young man says, I am but a young man. I, I, I don't even know what to say. So which means that when God creates us, there is a spirit that he puts inside of us. And God sees us from the dimension of the possibility that he has encapsulated inside of us. So God looks at us from that prism of that possibility in our spirit. And so every man has that possibility inside of them. But it will take you consciously searching your spirit and going deep into the depth of God for you to truly find who you truly are. So what that means is that there is a spiritual possibility captured inside of you but then God hopes, pay attention to this, God hopes that you will seek him, so in seeking him, you will find yourself. And when you seek God, God will then in return speak his word to you and brings faith upon you. See this? God hopes that you will find him. And we hope that our thanksgiving is acceptable before him. But when God speaks a word to you, when the word of God, while you study it, comes alive to you, it bears what we call faith. The travail of a man in hope. When Jacob was 
wrestling with that angel, he had hope. And then the angel asked him, What is your name? And then that question brought about a system where faith was established. And because the word of God is standardized, the word of God will not fall to the ground and return void. So the life of Jacob became Israel and his life changed forever. Now my point here is, as much as we pursue faith, never trivialize the place of hope. Everybody rejoice in the hope of his coming. Rejoice in the hope that all things are working together for your good. Rejoice in the hope that there is a tomorrow. The scripture reminds us that our tomorrow will be better than our yesterday. Thy latter end shall greatly be increased. This is a guarantee. We know that even in our trouble, God is faithful because we have the consciousness that through this process is bringing out what something out of us is taking us through the fire and bringing us as minerals purified sanctified only for his own perfect use my point here today is don't trivialize the place of hope while you're seeking to enter the place of faith enjoy the hope you have glory in the hope that you have that faithful is he that promised he will do what he said he will do keep seeking him with hope keep seeking it with hope and then when his word comes it becomes faith that faith walk wonders in your life once again i want to welcome you to the place of hope can you truly live without hope can you truly make a difference and take risk in this cosmos without hope i ask you once again what is the best place you can find hope if not in god where else can you find hope my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That is the strength of my life. I hope in him. And when he speaks, I find faith in him. But then, before he speaks, while I wait for him to speak the perfect good over the situation, I hope I rest in his promise. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. Once again, I welcome you to the city of hope in Jesus Christ. Thank you. God bless you.